the fact that I can tell my story now and I had a chance to reflect on it, you know, the day I retired. Over time, you kind of just fit, you, you just sit there and you're just like, man, like, what I was able to accomplish is really, really cool. It's far more than I ever thought. Welcome to episode 215 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Banquet season continues around our province as communities gather to celebrate the successes of their respective programs. A big shout out first off to the Brooks Bombers as they held their fundraising event over the weekend. Unfortunately, we weren't able to make it, but it sounds like Jamie Campbell, Brad May and Brent Cron had the crowd captivated throughout. Our Ian Wilson was able to head south to the Vauxhall Academy of Baseball for their dinner, awards and auction. The crowd also heard from former Toronto Blue Jays starter Ricky Romero, who we will get to a little bit later on. We'll start this episode off, though, with a couple of award winners. Cardell Dick took home the Reno Leedsey Memorial Award, named after the well-respected businessman who was instrumental in bringing the Pioneer League to Lethbridge back in 1975. The award is given to an athlete who excels both on the field and in the classroom as they look to chase their dreams at the college level. Past winners include Adam Mako, Ty Penner, Garrett Hawkins, and Cardell's brother, Carlin. The younger sibling has turned heads in his own right at Vauxhall, starring at the Blue Jays Academy Canadian Future Showcase last fall, and then being named to Canada's U18 Baseball World Cup qualifier roster. Cardell, you just been named the Reno Leipzig, uh Scholarship winner. Tell me about receiving the award. Uh, you know, it's really special receiving this award, considering all the all the guys that have received it before me, and listening to Coach Mack talk about them as people and as players, and. You know, my brother Carlin won it before me, so it's very special to me to be able to receive this award. I, I interviewed your brother, I think, in this very spot after he uh, he won the award. Uh, did he give you any like uh, intel, any heads up on coming to the academy and, and being here? Oh yeah, definitely. Like during COVID, when uh, they got shut down, he came home and and he gave me all the most of the ins and out of the academy, but he. Uh, he let me experience on my own and make my own path, which was really special. Uh, tell us a little bit about you as a ball player. What uh, what position do you play? What uh, how would you describe yourself? Give us the scouting report. Um, I'd say I'm a pretty controlled player. Like I take control of the game and, and slow it down. I'm a catcher, so it's it's pretty important for me to control the game and and make sure everything's going the way it should be for our team and and being a leader on the field. Uh, defensively and offensively, so I think that's a huge part of my game. Any guys that will give you the floor to thank some people, you did that in your speech, but who would you like to thank for your success at the program here? For my success, I'd definitely like to thank my, my older brother Carlin for paving the way for me. I'd like to thank my parents, especially for allowing me to come here and do what I do, and, and I'd definitely like to thank the uh, Coach Blake or Coach Coach K and, and Coach Mack for for pushing me every day and, and being role models for me not only on the field but off the field as well. And uh, you've committed for school, is that correct? Where, where yeah. are you off to next? I'm uh, committed to University of Nebraska Omaha, so uh, I'll be uh, going there next year, and I'm super excited about that. And they're really good program, and looking forward to. Making uh, making a difference there and, and continuing my baseball career. Tell me about that process and, and lining up the school. How did that come about? And was it uh, you know was it a difficult process for you? Uh, it was it was slow at the start, you know, because COVID couldn't really get out and be seen very much. But 
Uh, Omaha started to get interest in me after uh, seeing me play for the junior national team, so that was a huge benefit and, and just sort of went from there and went on a visit there a couple weeks ago and got to experience there, so that was really cool and really helpful, so I think I'm really going to like it there next year. In the more immediate future, what, uh, what are any goals for, for this year for you? Um, I think we're going to go for the, the best record in Jets history, hopefully. My brother's team in 2019, they, they hold the record right now, but I'm, I think we're looking to have a really successful spring and, and hopefully break that record. Any chirping between you and him about that? Uh, not, not yet. I don't have anything to chirp about, but maybe if we do break it, then there might be a little bit. Uh, last question for you. We asked this of all the podcast guests. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Uh, the game of baseball means to me like a lot. I think it reflects a lot about life and how if you can battle through adversity and and not let it tear you down too much and you can bounce back and and be successful. And I think that's key that you're going to have a lot of have have a lot of ups and downs, but it's how you battle through the downs to get back to the ups and find that middle ground in between and 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 do the best you can. Normally we end on that question, but one popped into my yeah. head last minute. Are you? Did I see correctly? You're playing with the, the Lethbridge Bulls as well in the yeah. summer. Is that part of the plan? And yeah, definitely. Tell us about that and, and just the excitement for, for playing close to home. Yeah, no, it's I'm really excited. I got to play with them for a couple weeks last year, and and it'll be really exciting because I'll get to play with my brother, which I haven't since we were about 10 or 11 years old. So it'll be really special and a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. Next up is Vauxhall's Wall of Excellence. Todd Oyala serves as the president of the Vauxhall Academy of Baseball Board, a position he was first elected to in the spring of 2006. He's also the principal at Vauxhall High School, and shortly after his induction, he sat down for a chat with Ian. Uh, Todd, uh, first of all, give me a rundown of your titles with the academy and with the school here. I guess in, in 2000, I became the vice principal of uh, Vauxhall High School. And then four years later, I was uh, I got to become the principal of uh, Vauxhall High School. So I've been in administration for what is that, uh, 23, 24 years, and it's it's something that I really, uh, really enjoy doing. You know, we noticed that uh, as happens in rural Alberta, schools get smaller and people move to the cities, and we have a great school. We have a great staff, great teachers, a very academic school. We've had a great history of, of sports programs. And uh, there was a, a teacher that came to me one day and said, uh, hey, Todd, what do you think about the idea of having a, a baseball academy? And uh, Bob Miller, who, who was a baseball pioneer in the area too, he was uh, just putting the finishing touches on Jet Stadium. So they did an upgrade to Jet Stadium and it, he put lights in there and, and uh, you know, a beautiful stadium in, in such a small town. And I saw this vision of other people and I thought, why not? Why not give it a shot? It could help with the school enrollment. It could help with uh, the community. It could help the economy. There's so many pluses to it. If we do this the right way, you know, we could be successful. So I met with Horizon School Division with uh, the uh, or the superintendent at the time was Eric Johnson, and the nice thing was that Warner had a hockey school, and so we went and spent a day at Warner too, and kind of picked their brains and what works and what doesn't work, and uh, they really liked the idea and, and the idea formed of uh, having the administration tied to the baseball academy, and so 
when it came time to, I guess my name got nominated to be the president, I, I, I said, okay, we'll give it a shot. And uh, we just ran with it. And, and like I said earlier, when you hire the right people, things can take off. It's, it's about the right people in the right positions. And hiring less was the best, best decision I've ever made in regards to uh, hiring someone for the baseball academy. And Les has the leadership and he's got the, the knowledge and the connections that have really helped the Baseball Academy succeed. And over the years we try to hire great people and that's kind of, I, I think that's the secret to success to any organization, just having the right people in the right positions. And so I guess sometimes I feel a little bit guilty, especially tonight when you get it honored like this, it's like, well, the only thing I really did was hire the right people. And of course, cooked a few meals. Yeah, I think you're being a little modest there, but congratulations on Thank you. being added to the wall of excellence nonetheless. Thank you. Um, walk me through the evolution of the academy a little bit. Did you ever foresee a day when, uh, you know, you'd see names like Adam Macko and Damiano Palmigiani in, you know, on Canada's team in their in their system and uh, all the other great uh, alumni who've come through and been drafted into the major leagues. And, things like that. Uh, was that something you dreamed about or was it not even on the radar at, the, at that time? You know, it was always in the back of my mind that this could happen, Yeah. but I didn't really know that it could happen, if that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. I yeah. thought, uh, you know, what, when, when we um, actually posted the job for the uh, position of the general manager, the head baseball coach and, yeah. and different things, um, which of course less was the right pick, but uh, we had probably close to 100 applicants, yeah. and very few were from Canada. Okay. Mostly, mostly they were from south of the border, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and there was a lot of, well, we can really help Canada get on the map when I talked to the Americans that wanted to interview, and, and they didn't give us much credit. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, once, once uh, we found Les and found his kind of pedigree and different things like that, then, then uh, things just kind of fell into place. So no, I, I never really imagined at the start. Although, shortly in, it might have been the first or second year, we did have someone drafted by the Houston Astros. And so, and, and we've got to be over 20 players now, right, that have been drafted. Les knows the exact numbers, and sure. I'm getting old, so I forget them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know that I, uh, told Les to get me a couple cards from, uh, baseball cards from, uh, one from Adam and one from Damiano, so it's kind of cool. And just what this builds for the other kids when they see their success. So, yeah, I just hope someone, you know, I see them on opening day or, you <laughs> yeah, know, that'll yeah. be kind of cool. For sure. And, and outside of the, ba the baseball aspect, how about all the young men that you've seen come through here and go on to other things and uh, not necessarily baseball re related, but uh, as young men and uh, becoming professionals and everything else, that, and fathers and husbands? So the motto of the academy is better player, better person. Or more importantly, better person, better player. And we really try to instill that into the boys. You know what? I believe that... Uh, volunteering and giving back I don't think it's a uh, you're born with that I think it's something that's taught so a lot of these kids parents have coached a lot of these kids like uh, do so many little things that you can tell that they're going to be successful in life um, 
when I have things to do at the school, who are some of the first volunteers? My basketball refs were academy players. Some of the scorekeepers were academy players or some of the other kids that uh, get involved. And the academy kids, they have a dream and their dream is to play college baseball or have a career in sports or possibly play in the pros one day. And I find that uh, kids with dreams are powerful. And that's that makes my work, you know, it, it kind of is a joy and uh, gives me a lot less work when they have goals and dreams. And that's what I find with the baseball kids. How about the broader impact in the community? You had, you had mentioned that earlier is something that you were thinking about when you uh, thought about launching the academy. Um, well, yeah, I just thought that uh, for a school that was struggling with numbers every year, you know, you lose 10 to 15 or 15 students and you lose a teacher and your school gets smaller and smaller. So I really thought this could help the school. You know, also we have some very good local baseball players that I thought this would be a great opportunity for them to have an opportunity to play. My one regret is we didn't start it a few years earlier because there were some very good baseball players years before that uh, would have really benefited from the academy. Um, but uh, how can it hurt the economy when you've got uh, 23, 24 hungry teenagers going downtown, <laughs> you know, buying stuff from the store or getting Slurpees or purchasing fuel or, you know, they're, they're uh, I think it's great and, and nice like this for the community. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's something that we can all take pride in because we're all part of it. Uh, last question for you, and I'm used to asking this question of athletes and coaches, uh, so I'm very curious to hear your response. Uh, we ask this of every guest on the podcast, what does the game of baseball mean to you? It was a game that, uh, of course, I played in Little League all the way up through high school, but uh, I love basketball, and so I love sports, and it's something that uh, I've always enjoyed doing, and so... Um, I wouldn't say that uh, baseball was my, my first love, it was probably my third love, maybe after football, basketball, football, and then baseball, but uh, you know what, I just saw that that's what this community was good at. The 19, I believe it was the 1956 Jets were the, um, I believe, provincial champions, right, and they were kind of a, a semi-pro team back in the day, and that's where we took our name, so there was a rich history of, of uh, baseball in the Boxall and Chad Hayes area and so sometimes it's the right fit at the right time in the right location and that's why baseball you know I remember the first article by I think it was Graham Norton in the Calgary Herald was uh, Field of Dreams in Boxall so very cool and, and that's kind of taken off from there. Well it's uh, a great answer and thank you very much uh, well, for thank your time you. and yeah. uh, continued success and congratulations. Thank you. A congratulations as well to Intact Insurance and Ralph Alpin on being inducted. Ralph passed away but worked at Intact, who was one of the early and often sponsors of the Jets. And now for the guest of honor, Ricky Romero spent five years in the big leagues and 13 in professional baseball, mostly with the Toronto Blue Jays. He was an all-star in 2011, going 15-11 and 11 that season with a 2.92 ERA. He finished his career with a 51-45 and 45 record, a 4.16 ERA, and 622 strikeouts in just over 800 innings.
Ricky, um, just tell me a little bit about uh, coming to Vauxhall. Have you been to the academy before? Is this your first time here? No, this is my first time here. Um, I actually got a chance to tour the facility with Les. Got a chance to meet with the guys. That was pretty awesome. Sat there in the clubhouse. We talked shop. Told some stories and they, they asked some questions. So that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's really cool what they have here. Like I was like in awe of everything, right? I mean, you have your little dorm and then you have the baseball field right across the street. You have a gym, you have everything you want, I feel like, as a baseball player, a high, high school baseball player, something that I obviously didn't have. But um, getting to be here and be a part of this, be a part of the community and um, sharing my experiences with them, it's what it's all about. I mean, I think when, you, when you're playing, you don't realize the impact that you can make in different, uh, you know, people's lives and the fact that I'm, you know, a few years retired and I'm, I'm asked to do stuff like that. It's always an honor, it's a privilege for me to, to be out here and it, it, it's, it's really awesome. I'm looking forward to being part of the festivities tonight and, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, can you share with us a little bit about some of the message you had for the uh, the students here? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much, you know, obviously sharing a little bit of my experiences as far as like where I come from, um, the, the challenges that I that I face, you know, growing up, in, in challenges that I faced in, in high school at Cal State Fullerton um, as a first round pick. Everyone thinks it's, you know, luxurious minor league life and sometimes it isn't. Um, you feel lonely, you feel when you're struggling, you just, you know, you got to figure it out. You got to grow up and all that stuff happened to me, a lot of bumps along the way, but the fact that I was able to uh, make it to the big leagues and, and have a okay career, I, obviously it wasn't as long as I wanted it to be, but um, the fact that I can tell my story now and I had a chance to reflect on it, you know, the day I retired, over time you kind of just fit, you, you just sit there and you're just like, man, like what I was able to accomplish is really, really cool. It's far more than I ever thought. So it's just sharing that message, right? I mean, um, <clears throat> it, it all starts with work ethic. It all starts with, uh, you know, having a different mentality. You got to be wired differently. Um, the odds are against you, but the odd was, odds were against me too. And that's kind of the message that I'm trying to say to them. And <clears throat> I think now, especially in Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, you're starting to see a lot more Canadian kids come out and, and, and make a name for themselves. So I think that's pretty cool. So if we can continue to grow that in this country, it, it just makes for, for better baseball. And, and, um, and yeah. In the, uh, I told you before I hit record here that uh, I was listening to a podcast interview with you and you had mentioned in that interview that you know, you didn't really lift weights at all in high school. You didn't touch them. Like, no. What What could have a, a place like this have meant to you in that time? <laughs> Probably a lot. I, I wouldn't look as skinny, that's for sure. And <laughs> I see some of these kids, and I'm like, geez, I wish I looked like that in high school. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 it was just part like we didn't hear they have the the proper people looking after them, weight trainers and, and stuff like that, athletic trainers. So I think that's really, really cool. In, in, uh, in my high school, we were lucky if we had a baseball field because we didn't have any baseball field on campus or we practiced at a public park. It could be used by anyone <laughs> at any point. So sometimes, yeah, it was, it was just like that. And, but I think, I think you learn to adapt, you work with what you got. And, and that was part of my, that's part of my story. I, I adapted as I went along um, and, and it's pretty cool. Looking back at it, like I said, the stuff that I was able to accomplish is it's, it's something that I obviously can pass down to my kids, all the life lessons that baseball has taught me. And I'm looking forward to when they grow up and they get a little older, um, they, I get to share my stories with them. 
Um, Vauxhall Academy has a couple of uh, prospects in the Blue Jays system. Uh, probably know that already, but Damiano Palmagiani and uh, another lefty, Adam Mako, who came over in that Teoscar Hernandez uh, deal. Uh, I know that you're doing some analysis work now, so it, were you aware of that? Is that uh, have, have any interactions with them or studying of them at all? I, I haven't had any interna interactions with them. Um, obviously, Les told me about them yesterday when he picked yeah. me up from the airport and we had a good chat about them and I'm looking forward to watching them come up the system and we, we actually got to watch um, Tommy Jano's uh, at bat yesterday where he almost yeah. went deep and I think that's pretty cool right I mean that's motivating to the kids here hey yeah. look, look at these guys they're like they're they're there they're on the cusp yeah. and and I think that's just even more motivation for these guys to realize like hey it, it is possible and, and it all comes again with work ethic and having the right mentality and knowing what you're getting yourself into and I that's kind of the message that I want to try and preach to them too. Like the game, the game of baseball is a game of failure, and you have to understand that yeah. it's all part of part of part of life, part of baseball. Failing—that's just what it what it is. And it's, I think, the best. The guys who make it are the ones who are able to overcome that. Uh, you mentioned this is your first time in Vauxhall, but you've been to Alberta before. I, I think have. probably with the winter tours, and then also with some Plenty of the, of the academies. Yeah. Uh, any impressions of just uh, Alberta within that Canadian scene? I love it. I love it. I mean, anytime I get asked to do stuff like this, especially up here, yeah. uh, I, I, I love being part of it. And, and I think when you're a Toronto Blue Jay um, and you retire you and you get to do stuff like this all uh, across the country as an alumni, you realize the impact that we have by putting on that jersey. And for me, it, you know, because when you're a player, you just know... You, just know Toronto you're, you're yeah. there you're back you're there you're back every season but I think it's when you start doing stuff with the team um, and you get to see all these different parts of Canada and how much the Toronto Blue Jays mean to them um, there's hockey there's hockey teams all across Canada but there's only one Toronto Blue Jay baseball team and, and I think that's pretty neat and pretty special the fact that you can come and, and people know who you are all over the country and uh, and it, it's, it's always neat and every time I get to come to Alberta I always tell my wife like hey like have you seen the size of land over there? Like, there's some nice house. And she's like, do you realize how cold it is? My wife, my wife is Canadian too, so I always laugh about that. I'm like, you're, you're soft, you know. But, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's always neat. Like I said, being a part of it, um, getting to see players, young players, and and uh, I, I, I've been fortunate enough to be asked to do a lot of stuff like that. So it's pretty special. That leads into my next question a little bit. World Baseball Classics coming up. Uh, what's that going to look like in your house? You got are you are you rooting for USA? Rooting for Canada? You've got some Mexican heritage as yeah. well. Like who do you, who do you cheer for? Well, in this? <laughs> originally, um, I was supposed to play for Team Mexico. Yeah. Uh, it was the year that they brought Canada. I was yeah. supposed to be on that team, but I was dealing with some injuries type of stuff, so I wasn't able to make it to the Classic. I still have my jersey, so yeah. I, I'm just looking forward to seeing good baseball. I think there's so much passion, right? I mean, everyone's playing for their country, the Dominican, the Venezuelans, Puerto Ricans, and um, the fact that you get to see star-studded lineups, I think it's what makes it special. I wish Alejandro Kirk was on Team Mexico. I mean, that would have been a huge help for them right there, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm honestly, like, I feel like we're in for a treat as baseball yeah. fans and um, I'll be rooting obviously for, for, for Mexico and, and, and we'll see we'll see I mean uh, it's it, like I said it's always special and, and when you when you get to see stuff like that yeah. it's your all-star team right I mean you yeah. just wish everyone could participate in it but that's unfortunate sometimes that like you know Vladdy had to pull out today and all that stuff but I'm looking forward to the competition
Um, you're, you mentioned your wife. She is, of course, a former Canadian Olympian. Uh, is it is it going to be a house divided? Are you guys going to be fighting over the kids for who's going to cheer for what team? Not so much for <laughs> baseball. Yeah, I think it's more for like soccer. Okay, like that's where we. Uh, it's a house divided <laughs> when it comes to that. But I think any uh, baseball, I feel like she'll be like whatever, you know. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, usually when it's soccer, it's when we uh, butt heads a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> and tell me a little bit about life now. Uh, you're you're taking on like you've, you've had the Let's Go Ricky Rowe podcast. You're doing analysis, and you know, uh, by all accounts, I heard you were a very quiet teammate, quiet guy. Are you? Like, how's the comfort level with this and just your relationship with baseball through being an analyst? Yeah, no, it's been great, and uh, yeah, probably former teammates will say he's pretty quiet but I feel like the podcast obviously was opened the doors for me for a lot of things and I got to thank my, my co-host uh, Beto Duran who I was able to do it with we, we we don't do it as much anymore um, but the fact that I get to do like MLB Network um, on Sirius Radio I think that's pretty cool you know I'm talking the game I'm talking my experiences along with what I see so that's always pretty cool I've always had an interest level in that um, so that I'm pretty fortunate that I was asked to do that and obviously when I'm whenever I'm asked to do analysis on, on sports and for the Blue Jays I, I mean I, I spend so much time watching them that I know a lot about them so that's always really cool and um, yeah I mean that that's pretty much life um, as far as uh, work I guess as we call it but um, you know I think the, the biggest task at hand is raising my three little ones and I think that's what brings the biggest smile to my face and Tomorrow I'll be making my managerial debut with my seven-year-old. So we have our first game, and I got to get out of here uh, tonight. Yeah. Drive to Calgary, and yeah, it, it's going to be pretty cool. And I'm looking forward to it. So um, it, it's it's raising them, uh, yeah. coaching baseball, uh, watching them play basketball, all that good stuff. So I'm that that yeah. kind of parent right now in, in the middle of thing of sports. Yeah, it, I I know you got work to do tonight, so I won't keep you too much longer. Yeah. But it, that that transition out of Major League Baseball probably, as you mentioned, wasn't the way that you wanted to see it. Injuries, you know, caught up with you. Looking back on it now and the family life that you have now, is it kind of serendipitous that things ended up the way that they did? That you now you're in a spot you're not your career competing with with being a dad. Yeah, and it's, it's funny you say that because my wife and I talk about it a lot. Yeah, and you know things happen for a reason, and as cliche as that sounds. It, it really do, does, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm lucky and I'm fortunate and I'm blessed that I'm able to tell my story. Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. Even if it would have been a week in the big leagues, I did it. Yeah. You know, so the fact that I was able to spend four years at the time when I retired, it was tough. Yeah, I was bitter. I was mad. I was like, why can't I get back? Why, why can't yeah. I get back? But looking back at it now, I'm like, I got to do what everyone dreams of when you put on a uniform, and I got to do it at a very high level. I got to face a lot of great hitters future Hall of Famers, current Hall of Famers, so all that stuff is, is pretty cool, the fact that I can tell those stories to, to my kids one day. Obviously, they don't understand who, who or what I did yet, but um, one day they, they will. Last question for you. We ask this on our podcast of every guest. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Oh, it means everything. I mean, it means, to me, it, it means um, it, 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 the game of baseball teaches you about life, teaches you that you know it's okay to fail and but it's it's how you get back up yeah. and I think that's that's the part that, that that where I feel like baseball kind of brings that out of you either you know it's almost like survival of the fittest either yeah. you 
you get back up and keep punching or you stay down and, and the game will keep going you know they'll replace you really quick and that's just the way it is and uh um, but it, it just it's, it's meant you know my whole it's meant so much for me throughout my whole life and um, like I said li experiences that I that have happened to me I'm able to teach to my kids now I've seen the top I've seen the bottom and the bottom has taught me so many lessons and, and, and those are the lessons that I'll teach my kids so Ricky thank you so much yeah, absolutely Thanks again to Cardell Dick, Todd Oyala, and Ricky Romero for joining us this week. And thanks to Ian Wilson for the great conversations. Thanks as well to all of you for downloading and listening. And a tip of the cap to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy have been integral in helping us cover costs like web hosting fees and equipment. If you'd like to join us as a sponsor, head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters. Until next time, thank you for all your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.